Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 757 Renaissance Man Podcast. I am excited to bring you today's special episode. This episode is going to air during February, so it's going to represent a submission in the content creators of color. Um, so y'all check that out, c4challenge.com. It's 15 dope podcasters doing their thing for the month of February, dropping an episode every day. So check that out. Ah, I have today though, I have Mr. Jermaine Green. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing I'm doing great. Sean O'Connor's Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm doing great, man. Appreciate you having me, bro. Yeah, man, yeah, you're doing big things. You're doing big things down here. You're trying to um, help give Portsmouth a new image. That's what I like to say. Yeah, exactly. Rebrand the city, man. We got to rebrand it. Yeah, 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 man. And on one thing, okay, so let me give people a little bit of background. Mr. Green is putting on a festival more than a concert it's a multi-day event here in Portsmouth Virginia and we I wanted to bring him on to kind of talk about you know what that process is like why he chose Portsmouth of all places and talk about the lineup where you want me to start where did you grow up um I grew up um all around Portsmouth. Okay. Okay. I'm Portsmouth. Um, I'm Portsmouth adjacent. I grew up in Camelot. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I grew up over there in that area too. Um, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Most okay. people don't know that. Okay. Because when you, I mean, I don't really claim it. I claim Portsmouth because I, I, this is where, you know, um, where I grew up at. I, I um, my mom married, uh, met my dad in the military. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, she uh she met him in New York and they got married. We traveled the world like military families do, and we ended up in Portsmouth where he was from. They broke up, he moved on, and we our ass got dropped off right here in Portsmouth. They ain't left since. <laughs> That's how we landed in Portsmouth. <laughs> okay. Um, uh I, I'm not from no particular um neighborhood, mm-hmm. but I'm from everywhere because uh, you know, growing up in the 80s was a struggle, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. And every year we got put out. So um, uh, I, when people ask me what part of Portsmouth are you from, it's like it's really like a trick question because I lived um, I lived in Chesby Townhouses. Mm-hmm. I lived in Holly Cove when Holly Cove okay. was actually an upscale neighborhood. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, uh, Holly Cove. I, I lived in Cavalry Manor, mm-hmm. Academy Park, Brighton, mm-hmm. Prentice Park. Churchland, so I've we all lived everywhere. Yeah, yeah with the brother, we lived everywhere. So <laughs> you know, yeah. So um, yeah. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely, uh, you know, 
uh, um, uh, child of Portsmouth, Virginia. Ain't no question about that. So what's one of your favorite memories about growing up in Portsmouth? Man, nobody has never asked me that, brother. And But, I, you know, I, I think one of my favorite memories when we first moved here is that, you know, nobody, like I said, everybody was doing bad. But one of the memories I have, you know, as uh, as a child was that we would go out side and we would be out there all day mm -hmm. and we never really had to come home for food or water because a we always had water hoses mm -hmm. but food <laughs> see listen this is the part nobody talks about uh, but food we had pear cheese we had apple cheese we had uh peach trees uh -huh. and it was it, these trees were so plentiful every neighborhood every city and we was always jump the fence and grab we used to call them crab apples i remember crab those apples yeah were, yeah we used to throw them at each other yeah yeah and, yeah but now crab apples are called granny apples because right. they're sour and they're the most expensive apples ever now yeah. and I, that's some of the things i remember that we would leave out and go play and somebody always some has some kind of uh yard where we can jump the fence or mm -hmm jump the fence or or it was no fence and we would just go pluck fruit and we would eat the fruit and you know sometimes they taste good and sometimes they were different but it would it would take away our hunger and we kept on going man so that's some of the childhood memories that you know you know what i mean that uh a lot of the new generation probably never experienced yeah man yeah man all right so uh where'd you graduate from high school man uh you know this stuff is supposed to be simple questions you know that right <laughs> Listen, I did four and a half years at Craddock because Craddock okay. had eighth grade high school. Oh, so you're in the original Craddock. You know, they just tore it down. They they tore it down. Yeah, they tore they tore it down. Yeah, yeah. It, they recently did. I spent I did my half a semester at Wilson High School and graduated from Wilson. I remember football games used to be legendary at Craddock. That feel, yeah. just the the whole environment. Not even the game, just the whole environment. It, it, it's just it was just about it. It was never about the game. It was like the local Super Bowl. <laughs> Hold on one second, brother. No problem. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing. One thing I do remember, at, you know, far as high school is that, you know, I mean, even though Wilson and Norcom pretty much dominated uh, uh, my area of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember that it was never about the football games. It was all about the bands. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that one more time. Say it one more time. It was time. never about yeah, the football I, games. No matter, sure. Even though the football teams, Norcom and Wilson dominated my era of high school, um, it was always about the bands. Let me do this one for you real quick. Real quick. Real quick. <laughs> All right, just a little bit. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. I went. So I grew up in Camelot, and I went to Deep Creek. And my senior year, I tried everything I could to be in Norcom's band. Yeah, listen. 
Norcom had a nice band, uh, but I, I, I really, I, I really believe Crowdock had the best band back then. What? That's, I, hey, yeah, that's, that's a barbershop they, argument right there. <laughs> listen, they had the best band and the prettiest women. Oh, that, and that, oh hey, listen, and hey, you know, man, maybe because I'm being biased because they had the prettiest women. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had the prettiest young women. Right, I say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so why? Um, why Portsmouth? Why did you choose Portsmouth to have your festival? Well, you know what? A lot of people ask me that question, brother. And, um, and you know, I can easily say why not. But, mm -hmm. I mean, if you break down the dynamics of this lineup, you know, I, I tell people all the time because a lot of people don't want to support. I say, listen, this festival is success. We, the people that, 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 that helped me uh, put this festival together, well, you know, uh, far meaning investments, mm -hmm. investors, we can take this anywhere in the country and we can afford to do this anywhere. Because anytime you can afford to do a festival with all these people, we can afford to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. But, you know, truth of the matter is, I, you know, even one of the investors said, let's, let's take it to Northside Park in, in Norfolk. I mean, we'll do mm -hmm. good. You don't have to worry about, you don't have to worry about nothing. Let's take it to, uh, where they do the Chesapeake Jubilee at City Park. Mm -hmm. it open, it's a, I mean, it'd be good. They're going to, it's going to do fate. And I said, no, we need to do it right here in Portsmouth because Portsmouth is known for nothing other than violence. Mm -hmm. And poor and uh, uh, and poor politics. Mm -hmm. That's what we known for. That we have been branded all through the media, and it's crazy because if you look at if you look at the statistics, well, homicides. Norfolk got double amount of homicides than everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even four times as many as Virginia Beach. But it's easy for it's easy for us to get branded for violence, like we're the worst city in the area because we have no economy. We lose nothing when a news station comes and covers uh, a homicide and they come back for a follow-up story with, uh, <coughs> with, with the reactions. Then you come do a follow-up story uh, with city council. Then you do a follow-up story with people marching against violence. You do all these follow-up stories and like, damn, Portsmouth is bad. They're always on the news, yada, right, yada, right. yada. And we've been poorly branded because at the end of the day, we don't we don't take an economic beating when we're all over the news right. because we have nothing to offer. Right. Most of the businesses here are uh, small business owners. We so don't have people. You grew up. You grew up during my generation, so you remember the heyday when we had like Mid City and Tile Mall. Of course. Yeah. Of course. The um. The uh. Santa Claus used to come to Mid City right, back right, in the day. Right. Yeah, in a little in a little yeah. house, in a little Santa Claus. Yeah, house. in a little house right in the middle, and and Tile Mall, Chuck E. Cheese was the goddamn spot. Right. And then the other end, you had the two movie theaters that ran the same movies all day long. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, Chuck E. Yeah, Cheese was the club at night in the daytime? Yeah, Chuck E. Was, was the club. Yeah. In the daytime, yeah. it was Chuck E. Cheese, but at night it was the club. A a exactly. And we and we couldn't afford Chick Fil A sandwiches back then because they had right. one right there on the corner. Bro, okay, yeah, there was expensive mom, back then. So you ain't the only one. My mom traumatized me with Chick Fil A when I was a kid, right? Remember Chick Fil A and McDonald's was like on the same little corner, right? Yeah, yeah. She would take me and my sister to have a McDonald's. So we think we getting over, we getting our McDonald's, right? And then she'd disappear for a second and come back with this white bag, and we'd be like, "What's in the bag?" She'd be like, "Nah, this for grown folks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. 
Yeah, ain't no question. Yeah, so economically, we remember the heyday of Portsmouth. Yeah, listen, Portsmouth used to thrive in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, people used to come to Portsmouth. Portsmouth used to be a place to live. You know what I mean? Portsmouth in the in the 80s, when we moved, we were still, we were just getting over that struggle of racism. You know what I mean? Uh, Ra- uh, uh, equal opera, equal opera, uh, equal employment mm-hmm. for black women and white. I mean, for uh, for black men, you know what I mean, and black women. So people were still, and there was they they was unified by force because it was a they had one common struggle. Mm-hmm. But as the nineties rolled in, you know, you know what I mean, uh, minimum wage went up. A lot of people was going to college. You know what I mean? Um, and some somewhere in the nineties, man, um, you know what I mean, black folks, you know what I mean, they went their separate ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some it was in the nineties, like, you know, that unified thing that we had in the struggle, everybody got comfortable with their way, their standard of living, their life, and they, you know, felt like that black folks don't need other black folks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that's where we at now in life. You know what I mean? I mean, but that's a whole nother story. It's a whole nother topic. Right. I just had to say that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right. So let's talk about your lineup. And while we're talking about it, let me go ahead and show the people what we're working with here. Because it is very... Please, please do, brother, because I will forget some names. <laughs> it's a lot, there's a lot of people up there. You see, we just changed it. We did some uh, work to it this morning. I see. I see. I see. All right. So everybody, Portsmouth, Virginia. It's the four twentieth festival, April twenty. No, 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 brother. Oh, no. the four twentieth Unity Festival. Excuse me. Yeah, with, without unity, we have nothing. Exactly. Excuse me. April twenty third to the twenty fourth. Um, general general info: thirty thousand people. It's going to be a multi day event. It opens up at twelve noon every day. Um and your headliner will be the City Girls. We'll have for now. Okay, for now, for now. Okay, yeah. So there may be some updates. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're looking to add Lil Wayne. Oh, see, see. You heard it here first. All right, we got Rick Ross, Gucci Man, Pliers, Red Man and Method Man, Trina, Trick Daddy, Remy Ma, Mob Deep, and Young Jock on April twenty third. On the twenty fourth, the headline reggae lineup ever probably put together for one day. So okay, like my my kids was all excited, right? And then I handed it the phone to a friend of mine, and soon as they saw Shaggy, they was like, "I'm in." Shaggy's the Shaggy is incredible. <laughs> Shaggy, Spice, Mavado, Barrington Levy, Mister Easy for sure. Bling. <laughs> Sleepy, Native Dread, Mad Line. So, do you remember going to shows at the Boathouse? Yeah, uh, I've been to the Boathouse one time, brother. One, I went one time. Oh, the Boathouse was known the for boat, the reggae. The Boathouse, the boat, the Boathouse featured all dance, all reggae, man. It was either all reggae or underground hip hop. It was nothing else. Yeah, 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 that's true. But, you know, reggae was definitely that. If yeah. you was a reggae head, you definitely went to the boat house. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So I am so excited to see this. Trick Daddy. Trick, bro. 
Method Listen, Man. I, I, I mean, just just two of these artists would be great. Yeah, I, yeah, of course. Let me tell you what most people don't know. Uh, Method Man and Red Man, they they get all the attention for being the best dynamic duel. Yeah. And and rap. Mm-hmm. But listen, until you see Trina and Trick Daddy together, I promise you they're going to give Method Man and Red Man a run for their money because with both of them on stage together, you know now. You know now. Listen, <laughs> people are not going to be ready for that. Right, right. They, listen, they, is not, they are not going to be ready for that. I promise they're not going to be ready for that. Yeah, man, yeah, man. So I am excited to see that coming. And so you told me why you wanted to do it here economically, right? Um, what do you see the future of the event being? Man. And hold on, let me hit you. I'm going to hit you with two sides to that question. The second of that is how would you like to see this event influence the city of Portsmouth? Well, first and foremost, man, I really believe that a festival of this magnitude will boost the morale of the city. Mm-hmm. But it can't boost the morale of the city if the city don't come. Now, granted, it's going to be a lot of people there from mm-hmm. other cities. Mm-hmm. But you, we want Portsmouth. We want Portsmouth there because you know, what I mean, at the end of the day, Portsmouth, Portsmouth is the place that people are scared to come to. Mm-hmm. So we want people from Portsmouth there. We want people from Portsmouth in there meeting new people, white and blacks. Yeah, I'm from Portsmouth. You want that? You want to interact? Because people had a bad a bad perception of of people from Portsmouth, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, that, I mean that that's something that I definitely I definitely want to see. Now, far as in, impact, you know, if this festival goes like I feel like it's going to go, I mean, first and foremost, it's gonna it's gonna boost the property value before the next festival comes around. Because mm-hmm. once 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 we uh once we promote that the second next year the twenty uh twenty three festivals coming, you know what I mean before that quarter, I don't know how it works, but I I'm gonna uh I'm gonna estimate um that what's that Truxton, Brighton and Prentice Park. Yeah. I truly believe that mm-hmm. their property value will start to increase little by little. Mm-hmm. And uh, right there on Portsmouth Boulevard, all that's commercial property. This is why there's empty spaces across from the area. Mm-hmm. Listen, I believe when uh, when uh, this festival is put out there and people see it's a success, because it's, uh, it's not successful based on how many people are there. It's successful based on uh, what happens at the festival and mm-hmm. what happens after the festival. Correct. That's that's what's going to that's what that's how we're going to uh, determine this uh, festival is successful. But I believe you know I believe it. I believe we're going to uh, make this happen, and I also believe that uh, companies and and businesses will uh, would take note of this, and they will take interest in that area and start building up legitimate businesses. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of car washes and beauty parlors, no disrespect. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, sir. So I'm gonna let you go because I know your time is valuable. But no, I will... brother. I mean, now listen. You got more questions? I, we here. <laughs> all right, all right. We here. If that's all you got, we's good. We good. 
Well, I'm, I'm actually I want to have you back too because I want to okay, no, be able to update the people as we go along and all that. So let me ask you this: I ask everybody that comes on the show for the first time. I ask, I always ask them this question: If a young Jermaine came to you and asked you for life advice, what would you tell him? If a young Jermaine came and asked this Jermaine. Mm-hmm. They run around Tile Mall, Jermaine. Good question, brother. Cause I, I got I got I got so much advice I can give. I couldn't I don't even think I can pin that down to one thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would probably say, I mean, take your time in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know I mean, uh learn from your experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I would probably say. Take your time in life and learn from your experiences. Awesome. Awesome. Jermaine, stick around for a second after we um, sign off. But you guys, I want you guys to please, please check out the 420-ish Unity Festival coming to Portsmouth, Virginia, April 23rd, 24th. Um, you, you can't, you gotta, you gotta at least check it out. Check out the lineup. I know you guys are ready to see something great. I mean, look, we got the City Girls, Rick Ross, Gucci Man, Plies, Red Man, Method Man, Trina, Trick Daddy, Remy Mom, Mob Deep, Young Jock, possibly Little Wayne, Shaggy, Spice, Movado, Barrington Levy, Mr. Easy, Vashon, Sleepy You, Native Dread, and Mad Lion. Yo, that sounds like it's going to be incredible. Jermaine, sir, thank you for your time. Thank no you for doubt, brother. No, no doubt. Anytime. Thank you for what you're doing in the community, man, because we need that. I appreciate that, bro. I totally mean that. I mean, we was talking to, I was talking to Cleese the other day. We were talking about sometimes Portsmouth has an identity crisis, and brothers like you are going to help us find our way. Yeah, man. I mean, you know what? I got to add this, man, before you log up. Uh, the old Portsmouth needs to let go of that reputation of being scary and tough. Mm -hmm. Because the younger generation, are, you know what I mean? They are clinging on to that reputation and trying to carry that out. So we need to let go of that old reputation. Let that old Portsmouth go. You know what I mean? We're not bad. We're not gangsters. We're not killers. We need to let that go and let's and let's uh move forward to you know what i mean to a new image of force and i've been doing that thank you sir thank you sir ladies and gentlemen thank you for taking your time out and listening to a special edition of the 757 renaissance man podcast please do not forget to check out the c4 collective that's c4 challenge the content creators of color it's february it's black history month you might find you a new favorite podcast mr green sir thank you for taking your time today we are out peace Thank you.